who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. On June 8th, 2009, a new kind of internet monster was born. This monster's name was Slenderman. And to this day, academics and internet culture experts mention Slenderman as one of the most important figures of modern folklore. There are a lot of good reasons for that, and we'll touch on some of them today. From the concepts of ostension and monster theory, to why we as a society love scary stories, and how Slenderman and another digital monster by the name of Momo found themselves at the center of moral panics. Today's episode touches on the topics of violence, self-harm, and mental health. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, I'm Perry Carpenter. And I'm Mason Amadeus. And this is the Digital Folklore Podcast. The fairy tale flies. The legend walks, knocks at your door. The one can draw freely out of the fullness of poetry. The other has almost the authority of history. Jacob Grimm, Teutonic Mythology, 1844. Welcome, you've got it. I just want to talk about manifestations really quickly. Manifestation. I just manifested a million likes. Find out what you want to manifest into your life. How to manifest a car. So I instantly manifest certain outcomes. Manifested practically my whole life. Three words not to use when you're manifesting. Manifest the right way. How to manifest anything in 24 hours. I literally manifest something overnight. Manifest anything in four minutes. This might sound crazy, but you need to gaslight yourself into getting what you want. Manifestation. Making something real causing something to come into being purely through the power of thinking about it, repeatedly and often. Influencers from Oprah to some guy that you just saw in a backwards hat talking about it on TikTok evangelize the power of manifesting the things that you want. Focus enough of your thoughts on something and it becomes real. There's a concept in folklore. It's called ostension, and it describes something very much like this, how the stories we tell push into the real world. It's like the idea of manifestation. It is a building of a bridge between our imaginations and the physical world. But what about when manifestation actually happens? 
What about when we bring things into existence that we never really wanted to exist? When something horrible manages to cross the bridge? And we, we had to go to the woods to do this. Well, yeah. The woods, the forest, they're central to so many folkloric tales and concepts. So I figured it would be good to go straight to the source. In a way, what we're doing right now is a kind of ostention. Because what ostention really is, is just taking action in the physical world because of something that started out as folklore or a legend. And here we are, walking through the woods because the woods represent folklore. You are the one who kept insisting we put immersive in the show description. Oh, oh, cool. Yeah, it's my fault. Yeah, it's your fault. But hey, you know, at least as we look around, it's not a bad night. Yeah, it was an even better day, Perry. We could have been here before it got dark, man. Immersion. What? Mosquitoes. I'm, I'm serious, though. I, the, the woods represent, in so many ways, the unknown. It's, they're, they're scary places where predators could be lurking unseen in the shadows. I mean, I don't think I need to give a lot of examples. Off the top of your head, you could probably name a dozen fairy tales or scary stories that involve the woods. Yeah, but that's like a very literal interpretation of the fear. That's like, got it, sorry. Uh, that description feels very surface level. Most of the time when we tell stories, whether or not we consciously realize it, we use places like this in metaphorical ways to represent other things. Like Chelsea from American Hysteria said when we talked to them about this. It's a metaphor for like the chaos, I think that we want to repress and repress and repress and repress, which includes our societal others. So I think the woods just is like the Jungian shadow in a way where you don't know what's gonna happen in there. You shouldn't go in there. Internet is the new woods and Slender Man is that boogeyman in the woods. June 8th, 2009, a single post on Something Awful, a comedy website with a thriving forum community, would directly plant the seed. Creating paranormal images has been a hobby of mine for quite some time. Occasionally, I stumble upon odd websites that showcase strange photos, and I've always wondered if I can get one of my shots on a book, a documentary, or a website just by casually leaking it out onto the internet. User Georgery GGG put out a call a very direct request for people on the forums to invent new paranormal photographs. Before I export the file, I like to open my levels and slide my black and white inward to lose the true white or the true black. I think it makes it look a little bit more legit, you know what I mean? Two days pass. Many people contribute their grainy photoshops and spooky captions to the thread. Then. On June 10th, we didn't want to go. We didn't want to kill them. But his persistent silence and outstretched arms horrified and comforted us at the same time. 1983, photographer unknown, presumed dead. A user by the name of Victor Serge uploaded a blurry photograph. A group of teenagers walking outdoors. Behind them, barely visible in the contrast. 
an unnaturally tall, distorted, white-faced figure. And another. One of two recovered photographs from the Sterling City Library blaze. Notable for being taken the day which 14 children vanished and for what is referred to as the Slender Man. Deformities cited as film defects by officials. Fire at library occurred one week later. Actual photograph confiscated as evidence. This second photo bore an official looking seal reading City of Sterling Libraries, Local Studies Collection. In the foreground of the photo, children playing on a slide and lurking in the background. The same distorted, lanky, blank-faced figure behind another group of children. 1986, photographer Mary Thomas, missing since June 13th, 1986. Victor Surge's posts almost immediately took over the entire thread. Other users began contributing to the lore of the Slender Man, posting images, first-hand encounters, and speculating on the origin and the powers of the Slender Man. While the original intent of the post was indeed to create fake paranormal images with the hope of spreading them online, Nobody present that day could have predicted just how far this one would go. Stories, YouTube series, movies, YouTube series turned into a movie, video games, artwork, Slenderman transcended all forms of media and continues to this day. Just this year, in 2022, a remake of the original Slenderman video game was released. Why Slenderman? What about this specific character so thoroughly enraptured our collective minds? And what is the tipping point at which something like the Slenderman evolves from a momentary fascination to being embedded in the fabric of modern folklore? Hey, what happened? Ah, oh, crap. Why did it stop? Looks like the tape broke. Great. I think I see smoke. Okay, well, we're gonna have to get that fixed up. So if you liked what you heard, follow the Digital Folklore Podcast in your favorite listening app. We're kicking off season one in January, 2023. With a lot of fun and interesting topics on the way. Like haunted video games and ARGs. Moral panics and the creation of new local legends. The internet is our modern day campfire. And the stories we tell around it can spread farther and faster than ever before. Check out digitalfolklore.fm. Hi, I'm Madigan from Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist, the podcast that explores the world through a personal, intersectional feminist perspective. I bring you two episodes a week. Every Monday, I cover something from a wide variety of topics, covering everything from feminist faves throughout history like Audre Lorde, listener coming out stories, and other hot button topics like toxic masculinity and the Me Too movement as well as plenty feminist history, the good and the controversial. 
And then every Friday, I bring you a mini What's in the News episode to keep you up to date with everything that's going on today in the world. And with over 580 episodes available to you right now, there's plenty of good stuff to listen to. You can listen to Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to rage on. Bye.